Welcome to Nid's Nidra podcast. I'm Nid, your host, and I share this podcast to bring spiritual embodiment to life in this world. We explore a practice each month through contemplation, meditation, yoga nidra, breathwork, and ways that we can live and express ourselves more fully through our work. Please share, like and subscribe. Enjoy. What is the difference between breathwork and pranayama in yoga? Or really, what are all these different types of breathing practices? Why should you do them? And why is it all so popular anyway? We're going to begin with just understanding the intention of different breathing practices. But it can be helpful to just come back to something really basic. We all share as mammals the requirement to breathe to be alive. Breathing is a fundamental part of living and therefore the quality of your breath affects the quality of your life. So understanding your breath and how to use it effectively means you can change the quality of your life by just utilizing your breath to the best quality in each moment. Animals do this just naturally by respecting their rhythm and what is happening in the environment and in the moment. When they need to run, they breathe faster. And then when they are going to sleep, they breathe slower. For us as humans, we've become a little disconnected to our natural rhythms and needs for the breath. And so we want to come back to the power of our breath and how it can change the quality of our life by knowing and understanding the different types of breathing practices and techniques. Because we're more than just mammals. We can breathe beyond and further than a simple breathing practice than a mammal might do. We can actually breathe ourselves into self-realization. And so we begin by what is the purpose of yogic breath or pranayama. So yogic breathing has been around for thousands of years through the practices with the intention to lead us to the path of enlightenment or self-realization. The ancient yogis understood that to control the breath is to control the mind and sense desires through managing the nervous system, although they didn't call it a nervous system. They saw the channels that ran around the spine which were effectively the nervous system and whether or not it's in an aroused or a calm state. And this is why yogic breathing practices have an element of control. To control the breath is to control the fluctuations of the mind and bring us to inner stillness so that then we can sit and move into our meditation practice. Most pranayama practices taught are from the Ashtanga yoga lineage and Pranayama is the fourth of the eight limbs of the Ashtanga yoga path. The first limb is yama, which is how our external world reflects back at us and how we interact with other people. These are things that you may have heard of, like non-harming principles or non-stealing from others. 
And then the next limb is niyama, which are inner disciplines and practices for self-growth. Maybe learning religious studies or looking at how we can be more pure in our thoughts and actions. The third limb is asana, which is our physical movements and shapes, which most of us have probably come across as being yoga. And then the fourth limb is this pranayama, our breathing practices to control mind and emotions, to take us into the fifth limb, pratyahara, to start withdrawing the senses and turn inwards to your inner authority and guidance. This leads into dharana, which is to focus upon one thing for a sustained duration of time. And this is where many meditation practices help a lot of people with improving attention, improving memory, and a lot of those cognitive skills that are talked about for meditation practices. With this sustained focus in this meditative state, dhyana may begin to arise, which is the absorption in a meditative state of the sense of the body, outer world and senses all falling away and just really being in the present moment of the practice, which may eventually with time and ease lead you to samadhi, which is bliss or self-realization, where we can see the truth and balance of things as they are without being governed by thoughts and sense desires of the worldly way of living. So you can see how this lineage of Ashtanga yoga, which is also the foundation of many of our Western yoga practices, treats breath and pranayama practices as a tool to take us to enlightenment, a tool to help us to sit still. However, there are some more traditional yoga schools that retain a reverence for breathing as being the breath of life, where each inhale is the grace that spirit has given us and each exhale is the expression of our form in human being. When we go beyond these eight limbs of Ashtanga or the Raja lineages of yoga, where breathing is part of the steps to control and connect with the power of our breath, we start to see that the way enlightenment has been attained by gurus is actually to do with their ability to maintain the state of breathlessness for a certain amount of time. In Kriya Yoga and the book by Paramahamsa Harihananda in his Kriya Yoga, The Scientific Process of Soul Culture and the Essence of All Religions, he defines this Kriya Yoga is breath control is self-control. Breath mastery is self-mastery. Breathlessness stage is deathlessness stage. Why do you want to get to deathlessness stage? Well, the final stage of self-realization is the removal of the ego from the body. This sense of no breath is what we began here, that without the breath there is not life. And so to be able to let the breath go and still be alive is the release of the ego and this deathlessness stage and upon which the guru and self-realized person comes back to their daily activities, always aware of spirit working through you and always aware of that divine unity, which is the meaning 
of yoga, this unity of living spirit and spirit living through you. So what is breathwork and how is it different from this yogic approach? Most breathwork styles are focused on being transformational to help shift our experience and perception of aspects of our life. And it is done through breathing practices that fundamentally create a huge shift in the nervous system. And depending on your physiological structure and life experiences, different breathing practices will resonate with you or not. So we want to understand that all these different breathwork styles can be transformational, but how they're transformational for you is going to vary depending on what kind of breathing practices are appropriate for you at the time. However, all breathwork differentiates from yoga in that we're looking for transformational experiences for perception as opposed to a stage or a tool towards the path of enlightenment. Some breathing practices may use the sympathetic nervous system to activate you out of a more subdued in active state and into an action. This might fit the schools of thought of mind over matter where we use action and achievement to really succeed at something that you did not believe possible. So a common example that we see nowadays is the use of ice baths, where someone sits for at least three minutes in a bath that is five degrees Celsius or colder, and maybe submerges their entire head and swims around inside of it. So the ability to sit and relax in an ice bath does require two different breathing practices to be safely executed. You're going to want to do abdominal breathing to help heat the body and energize the body so that it can then be ready to be in cold water. Now these activating breathing styles are going to be activating because they get the sympathetic nervous system going they get it moving into an aroused state so that we're moving through action now this is appropriate if you are someone who already feels safe but it may not always be appropriate if you don't feel safe and activating the sympathetic nervous system is our stress response it's our fight or flight or flee or fawn position so it may not always work if you have some form of trauma to go into this sympathetic nervous state. It may actually make you feel more stressed. So this is where this sympathetic approach of activating yourself through energizing breath, which could also include forms like holotropic breath work and some of the other more exciting styles like Wim Hof, might not be suitable for you depending on where you're at with your nervous system and stress in your life. The next stage of what happens in an ice bath is going to resonate with more people because as you get into the cold water, you need to slow down your breath and take a really long, gentle exhale to help calm the nervous system. And this is how we activate the parasympathetic nervous system to help override the panic in the body that it's really, really cold. <laughs> so we want to slow down and find a nice, gentle exhale. As a side note, some people believe that 
practicing ice baths might help you with falling overboard in cold water but unfortunately there haven't been any studies that have shown this in the sea industry they're still noticing that no matter how many ice baths you do if you fall overboard in 15 degree water or colder it's going to be the shock of falling into the body that is going to likely result in your death so just be aware that ice baths are great in terms of helping us mentally and emotionally realize our power of self-control. And this could be taking you towards a sense of self-mastery. So this is where these use of sympathetic or activating breathing and then calming breathing going between the two is an act of mastery and control. So seeing that these kind of practices can be really fabulous if you're someone who feels that you need to move into a stage of mastery, of achievement, of stepping up into an action state. However, true transformation doesn't often occur in these moments of action. They might be great memories and we might feel really, really awesome. Actually, true transformation is often when we surrender and allow grace in and trust our body to heal itself. And this is where the stepping out of our own mind, trusting our body and the breath to resolve our healing is actually a more spacious and relaxing environment that we want to heal and breathe in. This allows the emotions to come up, to be witnessed, and the nervous system to find its balance where it can fluctuate between being excited and calm and the natural rhythm that is healing for you. So this is where the conscious connected breath can be a really great technique. And there are different ways that you can do the conscious connected breath. Sometimes it is faster and more abdominal focused and other times it may be more heart focused and gentler and slower. So this is a technique that can be taught differently depending on the school and tradition that you go to. Key to note with conscious connected breath is this continuous connection and awareness with your breath. This may have that soothing sound of ocean waves on the, on the shore and the pace is for you to control. The goal is to feel relaxed and at ease and to move and be with the sensations that are appearing and experiencing, whether emotionally, physically, or visually, through your body. So how deep the breaths are is just dependent on how many muscles you want to use, how much you want to really breathe or not breathe. But with clarity breath work, we're focusing on a nurturing approach that allows the nervous system to fluctuate and move into its own balance. Your awareness can be consumed by the breath and the endless movement of being alive. Now, this is quite different from our Kriya Yoga deathlessness stage where we're releasing the ego and releasing the breath. Actually, in Clarity Breathwork, we're using our breath to really connect with being alive in this body in this moment. And the difference between whether we breathe into the belly or we breathe into the heart is going to be the difference between whether or not we're breathing into emotions, which is the heart, and breaking down those walls of protection and pain that we often build when we're young to gently dissolve them with each breath. And this is at a pace that you're ready to transform. You're the one who's in charge of the experience. 
So you can choose how much you surrender or how much you remain in control. This is about being connected to your life and your purpose in life. And it's for you to breathe without effort, but to really breathe yourself alive. And where do these breathing practices fit with something like free diving, where you hold your breath, where you cease to breathe, staying on the inhale, and yet you move with as little effort as well, where maybe you get that moment of success through relaxation and surrender, knowing that you can hold your breath that moment longer before you come up under control, gently and calmly. And when you reach the surface, there's these beautiful recovery breaths that are like little puffs and those little puffs are like when we take those sighing moments in life where we just, oh, and let it go. Because that moment of holding breath, like with free diving, those breath holds, a little bit like the practices that activate the nervous system, there is that fear of breathlessness. So we're meeting the ego and what we can achieve when we are breathless. And perhaps this is a place of your transformation. To be active in a relaxed way whilst being breathless. And maybe you try out holding the breath in or out as you do some exercises. Like your yoga poses and asanas. And see if then when you take those recovery breaths, is that the moment you need the shift, that moment of release? Your transformation, your shift with your breath is going to occur dependent on your nervous system when you're ready and in the way that is going to move you towards that self-mastery and enlivenment and full living of your life. If you want to discover more about which breath technique is going to be the one for you to use and in what situation, then come along and join the Power of the Breath course and discover the power of your breath and how and when to use it. This pre-recorded course gives you options and explanations for your breathing techniques from all these different traditions. And then we're going to add in some bonus live sessions as an extra course alongside so that you can come and have your technique reviewed, ask questions and be in an intimate group to really move you through any of those challenges you may find around your breath. Be in power, be the master of your life and if you choose, moving towards your stage of enlightenment. Have a great week.